0: Hey, everybody, 40 going on, 14 listeners. Uh, we're recording a very special episode this week.
1: Yeah, Mike is not able to be with us this week, so we have as a guest host his brother, Matthew. And Matthew is someone that we have known since he was a preteen.
0: Yeah, I think the last time he was on, we were doing uh, was one of the vampire shows back in a Halloween episode. Was
1: it? Yeah, he he'd re, he had replaced me, I believe. That could be. So this is my first time actually being on the show with him.
0: Oh, You sure? I could have sworn we went with five once, and he was our fifth.
1: I'm not 100%, so maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The point of this little uh, prologue, uh, we are playing a little bit of a prank on Matthew. Uh, This is our St. Patrick's Day show, and we explained it to him as it's our St. Patrick's Day show. We will be doing what, Joel? We told him.
2: Well, we told him we were going to be doing the original Leprechaun from 2003— and the direct sequel, recent release from 2018, Leprechaun Returns.
0: But we've replaced his replicon. <laughs> replicon? <laughs>
2: replicon. We,
0: we've re- replaced his leprechaun with Folger's Crystals.
1: <laughs> yeah, so basically, he's the only one that watched any of the leprechaun movies. Except just, Joel,
0: who watches them pretty much on loop.
1: Yeah, On uh, for, he watches them for some reason on his own. I do. Under his own volition.
0: I have, multiple times. So Matthew does not know that we're not going to be talking about Leprechaun.
1: And it's just basically a game of how long will it be before he says, why are we not talking about Leprechaun?
0: I'm hoping we can get to the end of the show without with him being too scared to bring it up, waiting for <laughs> one of us to intro it. Anyway, that's your little peek behind
1: the screens, behind the, behind the, behind,
2: behind the microphone, oh, behind yes. the replicon <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> of what's going on on this week's 41014. See you on the other side, everybody.
2: I'd watch Replicon.
1: Welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Patrick.
2: I'm
3: Joel. I am the stand-in, Matt.
0: And I'm Josh. And this week we're going to be talking about little green men and all sorts of Irish lore. Things like fighting and drinking and other stereotypes that as an Irishman I personally find offensive. We're also occasionally Catholic and or (laughs) fat.
1: They're offensive, but they're also true. Yeah, yeah. Because I can say that as well, being majority Irish as well. What majority? The fat part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That in his life has been consumed by the Troubles, so (laughs) it's also very Irish.
2: Better than consumption.
1: Oh, yeah. This week we are discussing St. Patrick's Day. It is our St. Patrick's Day show discussing all things greenish. Uh, but as you could tell by our intro, Mike is not here today. He has some business he had to attend to, like literal business. He's away on a on a trip for work, and his brother Matthew is filling in for him. Everybody say hi, Matthew.
2: Hi, Matthew. Hi, Joe. Hey, Josh. Hey, Patrick.
1: Hey, how you doing? <laughs> what
0: was <laughs> that, Pat? <laughs> is that the Merry Christmas, baby? <gasps>
1: Merry Christmas, baby! Oh,
0: it's Merry Christmas, baby's back.
1: Merry Christmas, baby, came out to see who the guest is!
3: Sounds like a really bad impression of Yoda. (laughs)
1: It's like a Yoda, Barney... Yeah.
3: Little Barney Gumble, little Yoda. All on crack.
2: I don't know what's going on in this place.
3: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to insult Matthew with all our side characters.
3: (laughs) No, you just insulted me when I was ten years old,
0: all three of you, so... (laughs) And if you like assaulting (laughs) minor, wait a minute, you might like the shows on the podcast collective. No. Such as Joel's own the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. No. The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. Maybe. Probably.
1: you you throw him under the bus.
0: (laughs) The Empty Rant Podcast. And of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour. (laughs) Wow.
1: All righty. And if you want to find us out there on the interwebs, you can find us on Geek Life Radio every Saturday at noon.
0: Is that a thing still?
1: I don't know. It's up there in the show notes, so it's getting said. I'm I'm just reading what's <laughs> on. I'm I'm doing the mic, and I'm just reading shit that's up there. So I don't know. Geek Life Radio, maybe it's around, maybe it's not. I don't know. Tune in if we're, you know. <laughs> whatever. If we're there, you're going to hear us. If not, you know, if, if they're shut down, you're probably not going to hear much. But I know for a fact iTunes Blueberry Stitcher talks to you, Podverse, FM, noonfm.com. All those are around for sure. Yeah. And you can find us there.
0: If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can always give us a call at 708 Now Wrap. That's 708 669 9727. You can also click to call on our Facebook page, and I'll get you straight to the voicemail line.
1: And we do not have any voicemails
0: this week. That is correct, right? Uh, that is correct. We have no new voicemails. Damn
2: it. Oh, well.
0: So, in lieu of any uh, listener feedback for the week, I think it's about that time. Yeah, I guess it is about that time.
2: Yep. This
0: Week in Music, Movies,
1: and TV. And sports. All right, well, this week for the This Week in, I chose March 17th. 1962 that was the first ever dying of the chicago river to its uh standard saint patrick's day green not its normal bluish brownish grayish ick
3: <laughs> i think that's the actual technical color it's
2: just colors that ick. <laughs> ick so music the number one song in on the land was hey baby by bruce janelle can you sing a little please
1: uh, all you got to do is listen to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack and you'll know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's that song. Uh, I want to know if you'll be my girl. You know, that one. That is not it.
0: <laughs> that was yep. definitely the wrong Hey Baby. I was going to say, that's,
3: <laughs> that was totally Dirty Dancing right there. I saw Patrick Swayze in my brain and he was doing that
0: little hip thrust thing. That may have been... Better than the real song for our purposes.
1: I immediately saw Patrick Swayze with a pencil thin mustache, Mamboing around.
2: (laughs) And big pointy boots. All right. On March 17th was the birth date of two members of the all female glam rock band Vixen. Lead singer and rhythm guitarist Janet Gardner and drummer Roxy Petrucci. Petrucci? Petrucci. They are also best friends on top of bandmates who share a birthday.
3: What? It says they are also best friends on top of bandmates who share a birthday. So are they best friends on top? physically of their band No,
1: in addition to oh I, excuse
3: me okay
0: yes they're not on top no. of bandmates who happen to share birthdays from some unrelated band
1: right yeah that would be weird and also very coincidental four people with the same birthday two of them are in a band and they are strapped to the top of the other two
3: hell of a live show though <laughs> isn't that called the human centipede
2: hell of a live show
1: the vixen centipede
2: <laughs> all right i'm moving on uh Vix- vixen Tom Vicks
1: <laughs> It's been a while
0: Yeah, we haven't heard me do that for a while Playing you off with What a Fool Believes <laughs> yeah. Michael like, McDonald hasn't had to shut me up in a while <laughs> the, the official Get On With It song of 40 Going on 14 you know, I was half surprised that was going to be a weird mambo version of What a Fool Believes <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Bob Dylan, the debut album of singer-songwriter Bob Dylan was released by Columbia Records on March 19th. The record sold only a few hundred copies in its first six months. The next year, Dylan would become famous with the song Blowing in the Wind. All right, Stephen Steve Coy was born May 14th. May 14th, oh.
1: March. Ignore Ignore that.
2: Okay, well, Stephen Steve Coy, born March 14th, was a British musician, producer, composer, manager, and singer, mainly known for being the drummer of the band Dead or Alive.
1: That's really all there is to say about that.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, how much more do you? How much more can you say about that?
2: Nah, I don't know. I don't
1: even five minutes talking about Steve Coy. Go ahead.
2: All right, uh, Terence Trent D'Arby, American vocalist and one-hit wonder whose song "Wishing Well" hit number one, was born in New York City on March fifteenth. And finally, at the seventh Eurovision Song Contest, Isabelle Aubery won for France singing Un Premier Amour in Luxembourg on March 18th. There's no way that's going to work. Eurovision Eurovision is always our winner, though, if we can come up with a song.
1: Uh, not always, but, uh, ah. we can't find it. Not with the current setup. Damn it. Oh, if you're used to getting to hear our Eurovision songs, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to play this one. Sorry. No. We have a whole new recording set up.
0: All of our fans in Luxembourg are devastated.
1: Yeah. There will be a national day of mourning
0: when this was released. If you live in Luxembourg,
2: let us know. Tell us how sad you are.
0: All right. Well, we will reluctantly move on to movies then. The number one movie in the land was State Fair, an American musical starring Pat Boone, Bobby Darin, and Anne margaret
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I like me some Ann-Margaret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Bobby Darin. <laughs> Bad boo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, see, seeing her as Ann Margrock in uh The Flintstones awakened things in me.
1: <laughs> seeing her in Viva Las Vegas awakened things in me.
0: Bam,
2: bam, 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 bam.
3: <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Wings back in the day? Yes. The oh, episode yeah. where they're playing Trivial Pursuit and lol, every answer he gives is Ann Margaret, and then it comes down to the bye-bye birdie question, and it's <laughs> Ann Margaret and the, yeah, the that- larger... G-
1: you. That's. It's funny that you say that because I say Anne Margaret all the time for right. everything, and these guys know that, and that's why it's because I'm making I'm, I'm c- calling back to Lowell in that episode.
0: That's
2: perfect. Fine.
1: I do. I, you can ask him. That. I do that all the time. I'm always throwing out Anne Margaret as the answer to things.
0: You've never done that, guys. Don't lie. For, don't don't lie. Yeah, for you, me. You've never done that.
2: <laughs> now Anne Campbell.
0: That's a different story. <laughs> uh. All right, Thomas Ian Griffith, born on March 18th, is an American actor, producer, writer, and martial artist who starred in films and on television. Griffith's first feature film was 1989's The Karate Kid Part III, in which he played a rival martial arts expert. Griffith starred in Hollow Point and Triple X. He also appeared in John Carpenter's Vampires as head vampire Jan Valak. On TV, he was on Another World, In the Heat of the Night, Wise Guy, and One Tree Hill.
2: That's so weird. I was just looking at the special edition Blu-ray release of, of Vampires, and I was like, Thomas Ian Griffith, why do I know that name? And I looked him up. This was earlier today at work, as a matter of fact. That's so weird that he came up in the tweet.
1: That's we're, crazy. Yeah. It's a small world after all. They were correct.
2: <laughs> but that's not funny. Why am I laughing?
0: Uh, those creepy little <laughs> dolls were onto something. <laughs> They were talking about Thomas Ian Griffith. Who knew? (laughs) He is the one. Matthew Broderick, born March 21st in New York City, is an American actor, writer, singer, and producer. He acted in many popular movies, such as War Games, Biloxi Blues, The Producers, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and The Lion King.
2: Who doesn't like Matthew Broderick?
3: He's pretty good in the uh, TV series on Netflix, uh, Daybreakers.
2: I want to watch that. It got canceled, though.
3: Oh, they only did the one season? Yeah. First season is worth it. Just saying.
2: Looked like something I would enjoy, but I haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: He's good in almost everything.
3: All right. Moving into TV. The top shows in the land were the Beverly Hillbillies, the Red Skelton Show, Bonanza, and the Lucy Show. Hello, Lucy.
1: <laughs> I'm home. Here you could, you could have three hours of Lucy. There's the Lucy show. I love Lucy.
2: (laughs) That's a good callback.
3: (laughs) Born March 18th, Michael Gregory Rowe is an American television host and narrator. You might know him as Mike Rowe. He is known for his work on Dirty Jobs and your acronym for the show SGDI.
0: I'm pretty sure that stands for Sexy Gandhi Does India.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like an actual documentary. Uh, no, that is... Uh, somebody's gotta do it.
2: He wanted to bring peace to the world, but instead, he took a piece for himself. <laughs> he,
1: gave a, he gave a piece to the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Roe has narrated programs on the Discovery Channel, the Science Channel, and the National Geographic Channel, and he's appeared in commercials for the Ford Motor Company. Roseanne O'Donnell, also known as Rosie... Barn, Barn, March 21st.
1: Emma she was American,
3: Barn, American comedian, producer, actress, author, and television personality. She began her comedy career as a teenager and received her breakthrough on Star Search in 1984. After a series of television and film roles, she hosted her own syndicated daytime talk show, self entitled The Rosie O'Donnell Show, between 1996 and 2002, which won several Daytime Enemy Awards. Enemy. <laughs> no, <Nope.
2: laughs> the enemy awards came later.
3: Hosted by Skeletor this year.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, hey man, you won again. <laughs>
3: During this period, ha ha, she developed the nickname Queen of Nice as well as a reputation of philanthropic efforts. From 2006 to 2007, O'Donnell endured a controversial run as the moderator on the daytime talk show The View. In addition to comedy, film, and television, O'Donnell has also been a magazine editor, celebrity blogger, and author of several memoirs.
0: Then, of course, there were the Enemy Mine Awards, which have (laughs) only been won by Louis Gossett Jr. and Dennis
2: (laughs) Quaid. (laughs) There's always next year, Beastman.
1: Zammies. Zammies is the other one that wins.
2: The stupid thing is, is that when he was reading that whole thing, I was picturing Roseanne Barr and not Rosie O'Donnell. I was like, wait, what? I was very confused.
1: <laughs> she was on The View?
2: <laughs> I know, that's why I was confused. I'm like, Queen of Nice, what?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. It's funny, I was thinking about Rosie the Robot.
0: I was thinking about Rosie the Riveter. I guess there you go. Guess. I, Yeah, okay,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I figured you guys were waiting for that. Which, on a side note, she just recently died.
2: Rosie, Rosie the, the Robot? Robot? <laughs> <laughs> Powering down
3: oh it's been a good show guys have a nice night
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on thankfully to sports daryl strawberry american mlb right fielder was born in los angeles california on march 12th an eight-time all-star his illustrious career will always be unfortunately marred by his many bouts with substance abuse that led to multiple suspensions and lost seasons
2: oh daryl
1: true story yeah Gordie Howe of the the Detroit Red Wings became the second NHL player to score 500 goals on March 14th.
2: That's a lot.
1: Widely considered to be the second best player to ever play hockey.
2: I mean, you think about how many goals they have in hockey in one game. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's a lot.
1: Which is not many.
2: No, exactly. I think that's the official term. You get three and it's like, woohoo! All
1: right, boys, sit down. I'm going to teach you Teach you about Wilt Chamberlain. You guys know that name?
0: Oh, yeah. I've been actually talking a bit about Wilt this week at work. Wilt the Stilt.
1: Well, you're going to love this then. As the 1962 NBA season was winding down, Wilt Chamberlain was putting the finishing touches on records that will likely never be broken on his way to averaging 50.4 points and 25.7 rebounds per game. Mm. Only two weeks removed from the legendary 100 point game, that was a game where he scored 100 points all by himself. Chamberlain this week became the only player to break the 4,000-point barrier in one season with 4,029 points. The only other player to ever break the 3,000-point barrier is Michael Jordan with 3,041 points in the 1986-87 season. No one else has even broken 3,000, and he broke 4,000 points. That season, Chamberlain broke the 2,000-rebound barrier with 2,052, the only player ever to do so, and he did it twice. Jesus. Yeah. Additionally, in a game with a 48-minute time period for regulation play, he averaged 48.53 minutes per game, playing 3,882 of his team's 3,890 available minutes. (laughs) Chamberlain would have reached the 3,890-minute mark if he had not been ejected in one game after picking up a second technical foul with eight minutes left to play. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Literally played every single minute that season except for those eight minutes. That's crazy. He also, just one interesting fact about him is you are allotted six fouls in the NBA before you are kicked out of the game, before you're ejected. And he never once ever fouled out of a game ever, which is insane. So that's a little bit of Wilt Chamberlain for you.
0: Yeah. And for a guy that's that tall, he was just ridiculously strong. Yeah. Maybe one of the strongest guys to ever play the sport.
1: Yeah, his strength was legendary. His uh, uh, his athletic ability was legendary. I mean, he was a professional volleyball player, professional handball player, and a professional basketball player.
3: Wait, are we talking about Brian Boitano?
1: <laughs>
0: Bo Jackson?
1: He he was also a professional long jumper too. Just a hell of an athlete.
0: Yeah, when you're seven foot one and three hundred pounds, what do you do? Is whatever you want, basically, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Because who the fuck is going to stop you?
2: Andre the Giant yeah too soon joel too soon
1: (laughs) all right moving on born march 18th trevor john franklin is a new zealand former cricketer who played 21 tests and three odis for new zealand franklin was known for his stoicism as an opening batsman over his test career he had a meager strike rate of 26.44 he was also known for his strange injuries Including shattering his leg when he was run over by a motorized luggage trolley at Gatwick Airport in nineteen eighty six, which kept him out of cricket for eighteen months.
2: So we have to ask, Matthew, do you know anything about cricket?
3: You got the bat, you hit the ball, you run back and forth. Well
0: oh, that's more than we knew when we started talking <laughs> oh, okay. about
3: it's a lot like curling from what I understand.
1: You know what a maiden is?
2: It's a lady.
1: well you're not wrong
2: do you know what a sticky wicket is joel stay the hell away
3: from me (laughs) we're gonna play a game
1: (laughs) all right and (laughs) lastly to get us out of here on march 17th nari contractor i guess that's how you pronounce it i don't know captain of the indian national cricket team suffered a career ending and near fatal injury while batting in a match at bridgetown in barbados when a pitched ball fractured his skull, the injury led to the use of headgear by cricket teams.
2: Ooh, two cricket facts in one week. This might yes. be a first.
1: It's rare. Let's put it that way.
2: That dude was a trendsetter.
3: And let's face it. Nothing says St. Patrick's Day like cricket.
1: <laughs> like cranial hemorrhaging. <laughs> well, yeah, the way I've done it. Yeah, that's.
2: <laughs> that nothing checks says out. paint St. Patrick's Day like helmets. No, if you're doing it right. Maybe.
1: Hmm. Play us off keyboard Joel. Get us out of
2: here. Na, 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 na. <sniffs> yeah. Keyboard Joel was runny.
1: Welcome back to the show. We are discussing St. Patrick's Day, as we discussed earlier. So let's start off with the obvious question. Who here is Irish? Identify yourselves right now. Show me your papers.
0: <laughs> no. You're not getting me like that again, Great Britain. <laughs> i'm irish what percentage do you know it's a plurality but not a majority so you're a mutt Uh, yes i i am more irish than anything else but i am a lot of other
2: anything else yeah see i'm primarily german but i've got a little bit of irish but not very much very minimal None whatsoever. I was
1: going to say, what about you, you Polak?
3: Yeah, not <laughs> German Polak. All right. Dad invaded mom. So you back off.
2: <laughs> That's a visual image I didn't need. <laughs> Get your mustache out of my mom.
1: <laughs> and I am uh, primarily German uh, and then secondarily Irish and with a little bit of Swiss.
2: Oh, oh that explains the holes. <laughs> it
1: also explains my affinity for braids. On me, I mean.
2: And cakes.
0: And army knives.
2: And shut up. Joel (laughs) Joel
0: has just run out of things he knows about Switzerland.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And hiding German money.
2: Ah,
0: We also would have accepted cuckoo clocks. (laughs) (laughs) And Edelweiss.
2: Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Hmm. I don't know how it goes.
0: Something, 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 it'll lie. All right, so did any of us actually have St. Patrick's Day celebrations as a kid?
3: In grade school, if it fell on that day. like, well, But here's the thing, definition as a, as a kid, are we talking, like I just said, grade school, high school?
0: I would definitely say up through high school. Yeah. Because I vaguely remember the whole try to wear green on St. Patrick's Day and maybe the occasional parade. We were on the south side, but we didn't make it all the way to the south side parade, typically.
1: I think most of mine, mine consisted of just, you know, make sure to wear green and eat corned beef and traditional Irish food that my mom cooked for the night.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing I remember about it as a kid, is if you didn't wear green, you got fucking pinched. Yep. Ugh, pissed me off. My like, quit pinching me. So I wore just green. Just wear
1: green, dude.
2: I'm like, look at my teeth. And I didn't get pinched.
1: You didn't get anything after that.
2: No, it was a very lonely existence, thanks.
1: Why was your teeth green?
2: i'm drinking all the green beer yeah of course
0: yeah there's the traditional getting hammered we all did as kids you know
2: <laughs> which <Wait>, just me
1: <laughs> i saved all my drinking from my 20s
2: i mean as a kid that that's the only thing that i really remember because it wasn't ever like a i mean you know they'd have like shamrocks up around the school or they'd have green decorations everywhere maybe a leprechaun or whatever but it wasn't like a big thing. You know, it wasn't like Christmas or or Valentine's Day or something.
0: How about the Shamrock Shake? I was thinking that too. Oh, I was like we got to talk about the Shamrock Shamrock Shake.
1: Yes. I don't know why it's so good, but it's it's almost it's like a like a liquefied thin mint.
0: You know, I don't think it's quite as chocolatey as that. I do like a good uh Shamrock Shake, but
1: uh yeah, you're right there's less chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the filling of a thin mint though.
0: Yeah, I could
3: that less chocolate is just the Girl Scout that's thrown into it. <laughs> Takes away from the flavor.
1: There's less Girl Scout in the Shamrock Shake than there is in the Thin Mint.
2: I never got the whole fascination with the, the Shamrock Shake. Uh, Occasionally, we would enjoy a McDonald's chocolate shake, but the Shamrock one, I don't... It's like the McRib. What?
1: Why, do, why do we let him
0: hang around us?
2: Somebody's got to be the dissension.
0: Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually eat them anymore. It's just like, in terms of things I'm going to break my diet for, it's not that high up the list. But like, when I ate fast food and when I ate a lot of desserts, like Shamrock Shake, and incidentally the McRib, yeah, i damn it, with both of them. Stop
1: reading my mind. <laughs> I was going to say the McRib and Shamrock together. Mm, fat man's dream.
0: Have I actually ever had them at the same meal? I don't know that I have.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. Has the timing worked out for you? Occasionally, yeah. Like I mean it because the McRib is all based on pork prices. So sometimes they intersect.
2: Well, and wasn't that a, didn't that used to be around on a regular and then they took it away and then brought it back periodically after that? Wasn't it a regular menu item for a long time? A McRib? Yeah.
1: I don't think so. I don't think it's ever been. I don't a think so
0: either, yeah. yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Because it's all based on like when the pork prices drop, the McRib comes back and when they buy so much that it raises the price back up, the McRib goes away
2: just bring back the mighty wings and shut up people those are good anyway Shamrock shakes that's what we were talking about yeah i never got the fascination so i i just have a a
3: question here since this is my second time being on the show but i'm curious what is this uh program supposed to be revolving around as i'm looking just through the the notes here what are, what are we supposed uh, we, to be talking about
0: we're picking up topic how we experienced it then and now
3: just just St. Patrick's Day as a whole. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. So we're not specifically talking about any type of movie or movie? Two movies. Yeah. Like a movie, for example, like one that came out in 1992 that starred Jennifer Aniston and Warwick (laughs) Davis, and then some asshole who might have watched the most recent one (laughs) and his dipshit brother literally got it <laughs> from the library for him oh, and uh, dropped it off. Um, I, I would have lost... No no no, 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 wait, 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 wait. There's, there's more to it. There's more to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who spent three hours watching these dumb F-movies <laughs> and at the same time is also looking at his notepad
2: also <laughs> <because laughs> no,
1: awesome. And... Whoa.
3: No, no, wait, 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 no, sh- 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 Like, for example, <laughs> I have I have notes on here, talking points for it that my wife actually made fun of me for that I wrote colors on the house, what the hell? Red shutters and blue siding. So that's from there. Here. <laughs> uh. Yep. Or the great puns that uh. the leprechaun did in the newest one, such as You Give Great Head after he cut a human's head off. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing that this is good stuff that this should just go back to the library, huh?
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: Oh, see, either you were going to bring it up before the half or you're going to be too polite to mention yeah. it all to the end of the yeah, show. And- <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, did, did you know that Mark Jones, who did Leprechaun from 1993 <laughs> to 1996, he took a pause from the Leprechaun series because he decided to branch out and do rumpelstiltskin
1: you and joel can talk all you want about leprechaun because Joel's actually a big it,
3: fan uh, yeah. uh, pat and i didn't watch either of them oh my, no you missed to. it out the the budget was nine hundred thousand, but the movie actually made 8.6
0: million <laughs> he watched him so he's gonna do a show about that's right. Leprechaun. <laughs> that's right you guys can just back the f off <laughs> the mine.
1: hijacking the show at this point <laughs>
0: So how about that Uncle Ogrimacy, the famous uh, Shamrock Shake mascot?
3: <laughs> I know where you he know, is now, Josh. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you
2: a Uncle Ogrimacy or whatever. Oh, just... <laughs> oh my Jesus! You, you know what's oh. funny, Matthew? I own all of them, including oh. the new one. Oh really? So yeah. yeah, yeah. That one was a piece of shit.
1: Oh, he'll be happy to discuss him with you. Oh, I but this is a, this is the St. Patrick's Day show, <laughs> not the Leprechaun show.
3: But yeah. hey, leprechauns are part of St. Patrick, so you hold on one second. So, <laughs> I, so Joel, I did find it interesting that Ozzy, played by Mark Holton, also known as Francis from Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> you know, that was pretty interesting that he started chewing gum when he was first introduced in the first leprechaun movie and that he was just a bluthering idiot and the last one. That's all I got. Thank you.
2: I'm listening to reason. He did come back for the new one. Yes, yes. He, he died and then was like a zombie undead character but yeah he he was, it was nice to see him back they did a lot of callbacks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anywho so
3: thank you all for <laughs> and actually i'm looking at my notepad my wife wrote on my notepad what in the actual fuck <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's a keeper she is a keeper
0: uh, oh, it would have God. been better if she'd warned you that we were
2: probably fucking with you <laughs>
1: I did can't believe you didn't b- figure out wait, what fucking with. you. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Did she watch them with you? Yes, she did.
0: Yes, oh, she? It's done better.
1: We got two of you. Yeah. Oh. oh, I have absolutely no intention of ever watching those movies.
2: No, no. I'll be watching them probably later. <laughs> just, just out of spite.
0: Oof. All right, so corned beef.
1: <laughs> Back to the actual show. <laughs> Yeah, my mom cooked corned beef every year. Yeah, corned beef and black-eyed peas and cabbage every year.
0: I don't think I'd... Despite being mostly more than anything Irish, I don't think I actually had the whole corned beef and cabbage meal until I was an adult.
2: Yeah, same here. I I never had it really as a kid. I think my mom used to get it, and I may have tried it at some point, but I didn't become a fan of it until probably after Juliana was born, so like 2003. It's the first time I really got into it. Now I have it every year. I actually have one in the fridge right now.
3: So, Josh, how was your first experience with the corned beef?
0: Uh, You know, I thought it was pretty good. It was a little dry the first time I had it, but that's kind of the danger of taking a cut of beef that can be dry anyway and then basically soaking it in salt and brining it. So you can, you can boil the hell out of it and end up with either delicious, easy to slice meat or a salty shoe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Who doesn't love and, a salty shoe?
0: I think the first one was a little on the shoe side. And for me, I've always been a little strange when it comes to cabbage, because cabbage and Brussels sprouts are basically the same thing. Brussels sprouts are basically tiny cabbages. And I grew up eating Brussels sprouts with Miracle Whip on them. Hmm. That, that shouldn't. Totally surprised the guys because, like, no, talk, yeah, we talked about Miracle Whip at at length. But yeah, I actually put both butter and Miracle Whip on cabbage. Just in general, tastes the same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like the sound of that. Sorry, I just hurt up a little bit. Yeah, it's just so much sweetness. Ugh, it just sounds like a lot of gas and
3: BMS yeah. and gastrointestinal
0: stress. Yep, that's that's what I'm all about, basically. Matthew, this is Josh, Josh, Matthew, <laughs> apparently you've never met. It's like the third line on my resume: gastrointestinal stress, under strengths and weaknesses.
2: If he was a superhero, he'd be Captain Clogger because he has giant turds.
0: I thought you were referring to my dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that too. He's
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only superhero in wooden
0: shoes. <laughs> all right. So then the, the, our next discussion point here is about
2: green beer. I, I, I don't think I've ever had green beer.
1: It doesn't taste different at
2: all. Mm-mm. It's just food coloring as far as I know, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've worked plenty of places that, that that bought a keg of green beer. I've worked at plenty of places that you have to drop the green beer. You know, that you have to drop the food coloring into the cup before you pour the beer. We could get into the whole discussion of what it's like to be a bartender during St. Patrick's Day, if you would like.
0: Are we gonna save that for the second half? You figure
1: we can, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, right. that, that works because they'll give us something to discuss,
0: yeah. And uh, the uh, last
1: spoilers—it's a nightmare.
0: I, I can imagine.
1: Yeah.
2: So that.
0: What? Oh, always nice to hear from Joe.
2: What? Oh, the I, I last thing I said was that the, I was asking if they make it green pre-made in a keg. I didn't know that.
1: Yes. Yeah. You can buy. You can buy it pre-made, or you can you know you can make it yourself either or
2: do they do they jack up the price though
1: not i mean nothing exorbitant no the main problem with with it is if you buy a whole keg of beer like if you buy like six kegs of green beer and you only go through five of them well you know here here comes you know we're almost into april and you still got green beer you're like oh got, <laughs> you know dollar special on you know dollar, dollar special on green beer huh. that's not that's that's not a joke that happens all the time hmm yep so go around and find after St. Patrick's Day and you can drink green beer for the for the cheap.
3: But then I have to leave my house and that's not going to
0: happen.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't deliver the green beer. You
0: know. Right, no. And they're not taking the good beer and turning it green.
1: That is 100% correct, yeah. It's almost always Bud Light.
0: Yeah, hard pass.
1: So once you turn 21, did you use St. Patrick's Day as an excuse just to get shitfaced
2: among any other day? Mm -hmm. then why wait for 21 true
1: because that's when you can actually go bar hopping
2: yeah i never understood that tradition bar hopping or saint patrick's day no the whole getting drunk on saint patrick's day like you know as a kid i don't remember it being really prevalent you know once we hit college age for sure you know it seemed like that was the thing to do and i never quite got the correlation between
0: it almost seems to me like the American drinking holidays got stronger when I was in my mid-30s. Like, there's there a lot more of the, the drinking culture. and Maybe that's just, uh, it, it was, I noticed it more around me, but I, it just seemed like Cinco de Mayo was a much bigger deal for people who weren't Hispanic, say, in the last 15 years. And I remember, and I grew up in an almost entirely Hispanic neighborhood.
1: Do you know the difference between St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo? A sombrero? No. On St. Patrick's Day, everybody wants to be Irish.
2: Oh. Oh. Patrick, I am going to get my (laughs) chungla. Dude, fix that in post.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know how that got started, that that whole thing. Even with, like, Cinco de Mayo or any other. I mean, every holiday is a reason to drink, but. Or the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's just certain times when people are like, Okay, it's time to get drunk now, and I don't I don't understand. And I think you're right. Don't remember it being a thing as a kid or even early part of college. I don't remember it being quite so I agree with Josh that it seems I think
1: like, it might just be one of those things where it, it seems like it's more prevalent to you because you became a part of it.
0: I mean, that could be, and it could be when we were the appropriate age to do that. We couldn't afford to do that. We were just going to whatever bar you bartended at or the one we could walk
2: to. Well, yeah.
0: That was very impressive, Joel.
2: Yeah. (coughs)
0: Always nice to hear from Starscream.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was asking, when did you start working in bars?
1: When did, when did I start? I was 16. Yeah. My very first job, 88 was my very first gig working in a bar. I worked as a beer tub guy in a country western bar down here.
2: So what was it like at this time of year in that scene prior to 2000?
1: I don't think I worked on St. Patrick's Day back then simply because I only worked on on Saturdays and it didn't, you know, St. Patrick's Day didn't fall on a Saturday that year, so but in general, uh, when I first started working, in the very first time I worked in a real place, uh, I was 21, so that would have been 83, uh, or no, 93. Sorry. So yeah, I mean, I've always, I've never not known a St. Patrick's Day that wasn't raucous when I was bartending. Didn't matter where I worked.
0: All right. Does anyone have anything else to say about uh, St. Patrick's Day, or maybe leprechaun? Stop. <laughs> uh. Anybody want to talk about
1: Warwick Davis real quick?
3: Uh, I love that man. <laughs> he was great in Willow.
1: He was uh, great in Willow. He was so, great
3: in Leprechaun. So, you
1: know, well, yeah, I was going to say, not so great in Leprechaun. Uh,
3: so I, I do have to have so the, the drinking for St. Patrick's Day. So I didn't actually did not start, start drinking until I was 20. And I did attend for one year before they strongly suggested I find another place for my education. The place we all went to school. Yep. All right. But for the times that I was there and probably the next two years later, that's where I went for St. Patrick's day because you would pub crawl on what was it? What was it um, Madison.
2: Oh, Madison. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
3: Right. And cause it's a good stretch of bars. It's a good variety of bars. Cause you've got like the, now it'd be like a hipster dancey type of thing, but you also have got the dive bar right next door to it. So you had the nice variety, but then moving back to where I am now, every year it was the same bar nice irish bar perfect place to be and it would always be irish car bombs where you'd be slamming drinks with friends to see who can slam it down faster than the other so i think it just became like a cultural thing Im- imbued in you during your 20s and then you the fat falls off your brains you're like well why the hell am i even going out i can just have a guinness at home and save myself a lot of money and, and grief so
0: yeah, it's funny, like a lot of the good bars on the Madison Strip, they're gone now, but Doc Ryan's, oh yeah, that place is a cockroach. It it will survive
2: yeah.
0: over and over again. And I, I remembered it. it was always like one of the better kept bars because it was two floors, but it was mm. also the one you were most likely to get punched by a frat guy.
2: Uh, I hated that place. I hated that place.
0: How many times do I have to apologize for punching
1: you guys there?
2: Nah.
3: Pat, when were you a frat guy?
0: Frat guy, not fat guy.
2: Frat. Oh I misunderstood. Uh,
3: right,
0: no. right, right. Easy there, Uncle O'Grimacy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Patrick was a a sports person.
1: Yeah, back then I was, but now now I'm the fat guy. Alright, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. I think we have we have definitely run out of things to say here. Yeah, um We're not gonna top I, of that. Yeah, I will go more into bartending on St. Patrick's Day after the break, but yeah, I think we're...
0: Yeah, we'll get into why I rarely have to pay for my own drinks at uh, on St. Patrick's Day or other Irish-themed events. That's what you get for hooking. Oh, well, yeah. Way to spoil it. So, Oh, sorry.
1: And we're back. First question for our St. Patrick's Day Now portion. Are you still Irish?
0: <laughs> Who wrote these questions? I did. <laughs> Nobody else was helping.
1: Fair enough. And, ne- and neither were you.
0: I need an adult.
1: <laughs> Don't yes, know why I, I asked. <laughs> I am still Irish.
0: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Josh had his surgically removed.
0: <laughs> I I actually think I surgically became more Irish. <laughs> That's uh, for listeners that don't know. And I don't know. I think Matthew may know this. I have a tattoo of
2: a pint of Guinness on my left arm. That's what I was just about to say. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, what I was alluding to before the break. uh, Why if I go to any of the like Highland games or any predominantly Irish event where there are a lot of plastic patties like myself, (laughs) if they see the Guinness tattoo, I am not buying drinks for the rest of the night.
2: And note to Matthew, it is not scratch and sniff. And does not taste like Guinness.
0: <laughs> I have well, used Sometimes it. it does.
1: If he's had enough Guinness, if you lick it, it tastes like Guinness.
2: Truth. I have used it in a crowded
0: and noisy bar to order from afar. Just pull up the sleeve and point.
3: Nice. Perfect. But I want to know about the licking thing.
2: Oh,
1: uh, cool. your poor wife.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs>
3: damn. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing something else. Licking trashes arm moving on no anyway <laughs> cut that piece out anyway
0: <laughs> watching more leprechaun movies I imagine. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> leprechaun
2: 2 leprechaun 3 leprechaun in the hood whatever it is leprechaun we, st- back we started a fascination he's gonna place. be
1: like joel leprechaun in join...
2: space leprechaun origins
1: he's gonna be joining chat rooms and stuff to discuss leprechaun movies
2: so here's the stupidity of it because
3: these two fucking movies actually piqued my interest in like a weird way <laughs> not like a, a kinky, weird way. It's like every every Halloween season, I watch every uh, Hellraiser movie, which probably, for my own mental stability, is not the best thing. Odd choice, right? Yes, it, but now I kind of want to watch the rest of them. So, thank you guys for being. Ridiculous. Yes.
1: <sighs> no, thank you, really, for jumping on the grenade <laughs> unwillingly.
3: Yeah, right and up unwittingly. the end. Anywho,
1: <laughs> so uh, how do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day now? The majority of my now, let's get into the bartending aspect right now, was yeah. spent behind the bars. I was one of the guys serving most of you drunk heathens on St. Patrick's Day. I've been, as most of you know that listen to the show, um, a bartender for most of my life. Bartending and poker, are the two things I've always done. And every St. Patrick's Day of my 20s and probably half of my 30s I uh, worked on St. Patrick's Day. And I will tell you I don't remember being in any of the bars where it was slow on that day. It doesn't matter where you work, you're going to be busy because St. Patrick's Day is known as one of like we were talking about in the you know in the in the first part of the show. St. Patrick's Day is one of the major drinking days for Americans. There's St. Patrick's Day, there's New Year's Eve, There's the night before Thanksgiving, and then actually the night of Thanksgiving. Those are your big four days. It's called amateur hour, basically, by by the people in the business, because like you guys were talking about, once you've become a quote-unquote professional drinker, you stop going out on St. Patrick's Day because you're like, "Um, no, I'm going to stay home and and drink, or I'm going to go to this small, you know, little place and hang hangout or whatever. I'm not going to be part of the throngs of people bar hopping and everything. It is definitely a young person's game. And what we used to do on Division Street every St. Patrick's Day, you were not allowed to serve anything in glass at all. So everything would have to be in, served in plastic. You would have to pour all the beers into plastic cups and serve them in plastic. And it would just be by the end of the night, by four or five in the morning, it would just be mounds and mounds of stacks of dirty plastic cups everywhere because it gets to the point where, you know, all the trash is full, the dumpsters are full, you have nowhere to put any of the trash, and it just starts stacking up. It's just because you run out of, you just run out of cups, and then there there comes a time almost every St. Patrick's Day in those bars where when you run out of cups, you literally, you just have to stop selling. Like, it's just, you can't, you're not, you're you legally not allowed to sell a beer, or a or a cocktail without a a plastic cup. People people are walking up to the bar just grabbing dirty cups and be like, "Here, put it in here." And I'm like, "Dude, for your sake, I'm not doing that."
3: <laughs> now, Pat, outside of the the standard like green beer or a shot of whiskey type of thing, was there any sort of like standard shot that you would be pouring?
1: Uh, I mean, it would it, we would almost always have uh just straight Jameson's shot specials. Mm. Especially, you know, down on on Division Street, there was it was not about fancy drinks it was about what you could what you could sell quick and what you know which you, you know what what you could charge the most for and what you could sell fast
2: mm-hmm. it was so, all about volume what about the irish car bomb that he was talking about oh
1: really yeah didn't... i mean I've, I've worked at bars that you know you, you of course have specials for that but i mean that's not something that you 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 sell you know in in on division street on st patrick's day at least not during the throng of it because first of all you know, you can't sell a shot glass and, and, and a plastic uh, shot glass is it going to drop it. When you know, It's just going to float.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's an Irish car bomb that doesn't go off. Yeah, I can
0: remember uh, uh, being with a couple of Chicago cops at Chief O'Neill's on a St. Patrick's Day. And, like, you lose the people you're with on that day. They're just gone. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. especially at, uh, like, deep Chicago cop bar.
1: That's one that's one of the best things about being a bartender, because you have a natural buffer between you and that throng of people, because they're they're literally just shoulder to shoulder out there.
2: That's insane. From, from,
1: from, the, from the back of the bar all the way across through the across the division street into the back of the other bar across the street. It's just wall to wall people.
3: No wait, Like back in the day, did you guys actually go out and have that experience together? Like the back to back, you know, shoulder to shoulder kind of kind of time.
1: I mean, like, I literally was bartending all the time, so okay. I didn't, yeah,
0: you I was broken drunk at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that was more like my uh, late 20s, early 30s experience.
1: I mean, really, the only time
0: we ever, like, got together
1: and, and drank as a group outside of our houses was everybody's weddings.
2: Okay. Yeah, pretty that much. Was the,
1: that was the main times. I mean, we we didn't do a whole lot of bar hopping type of drinking. We would usually hang out in one place and just chill out the beacon or fills
2: that's true
0: yeah there were a couple of bars that were near the apartment when we were there but that's true we got to this spot where like i did all my heavy hitting of bars pretty much in that weird middle time like now i'm i don't want to say i'm too old to go to bars but like i usually don't enjoy myself there that much
1: and i definitely don't get drunk in bars anymore
2: to speak to the experience Patrick's talking about, I owned a bar for a while. I, I I remember the the St. Patrick's Day was just. I mean, we we were fairly popular. I mean, we were. It was a small town community that we were in where my brother and I opened it. So there wasn't a lot of options of places to go. But I remember St. Patrick's Day being even more packed than normal.
1: Yeah, and, if you got alcohol in St. Patrick's Day, you're going to be busy. <laughs>
2: For some reason, I, I told my brother, I'm like, you know, I, I make a pretty mean corned beef. And he's like, really? Well, we're putting it on the menu. So I spent most of my night in back cooking corned beef and cabbage. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I've never actually worked at a bar, if we're not counting the v- couple of nights I went to the hang-up and uh doorman didn't show up. And Pat's like, uh, Josh, you're checking IDs.
2: <laughs> yeah, Pat, Pat, let us, you know, drink for free. But... Yeah, you know, he'd make you work for it.
0: I don't it. know if you remember that. I think it was Billy didn't show up or Aaron
2: didn't show up.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was like, okay, I'm checking IDs.
2: <laughs> but you got a drink for free, though, right?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was understood. He would have got that anyway. But
2: now,
3: okay. So let's, because now I'm kind of like taking the MC on this. So then for you, Josh, when you were checking IDs, could you, I'm sure, you could tell in certain circumstances when IDs were fake. Did you ever let anybody in? And same question for Pat, and jo- uh, Joel at the same point. Here's here we go. Let's ask that question.
0: I, honestly, for me, it was either they had the ID and they got in, or they tried to say they didn't have it and they didn't get in. I, okay. I actually didn't get an obvious fake. They, it was either like I wasn't any good at checking them, or the fakes were good. That's because it was Pat was bad. loading you up the entire time, so you're lucky. <laughs>
1: I mean for liability purposes for a bar it's not as important that you catch every fake ID that comes up to you because your liability ends the moment you ask for the ID and they show it to you if they're showing you something fake now the liability is on them mm-hmm. if you catch them all the all the better and all the good and it'll get you you know it'll get get you points and whatever and bonuses and maybe towards your insurance maybe probably not but maybe you know, things like that. If you can prove to them that you have some, you know, some that you could catch fake IDs, but most of them don't even care. So it really it's it's funny. The whole thing about checking IDs, it's more a matter of pride with every bar with every doorman slash bouncer as to how much he want, how much shit he wants to give you about a fake ID. Mm-hmm.
2: See, that was he, my brother's specialty. Like he had a collection of fake IDs.
1: Yeah, there's that, a lot of. Yeah, I, there, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Go
2: ahead. Oh, no. Go right ahead.
1: Yeah, because the, uh, in, in the in the in the safe of every bar I've ever worked at is just a stack of you know fake IDs with a rubber band around them because you're you're supposed to send them in to you know to the state when you when you get them, but nobody ever does.
2: It's like a trophy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly a lot of. Yeah. That's what, exactly how a lot of guys treat it. Yeah, they yeah. they want to take them because they want to show you know ha ha gotcha.
2: And that, that's how he was. Whereas
1: most most of the time when I ran into fakes, I, I mean nine. Probably eighty percent of the time, I you know I I told him you know gave it back to him like get out of here. I'm not looking to you know cause somebody's you know a lot of family trouble because they stole their brother's ID.
3: Right? Were you wiping down the the bar top as you were saying it, just like old school? <laughs> I pull, a to-
1: pull the toothpick out of my mouth and take my fedora off and like get out of here, kid. You're bothering me. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't see you wearing a fedora.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it all, really dep- it all really depended on the level of asshole they were being as to whether or not their ID got confiscated. One of my favorite ones, you know, we're gonna get a little bit distracted here, a little bit <clears> off the beaten. Too late. Yeah, was this this kid was um w- was trying to get in and I busted him for f- or no, actually I w- I was working um my my manager would uh, busted him for the fake ID and he's like this is you know he started asking me questions he's like this isn't new. I'm keeping this get out of here. And the kid, you know, about loses it. He's like, oh, you know, he's like, this is, you know, he's like, this is me, I swear. And and he did this, this, the thing we always did was like, well, if this is you. Go get a cop and come back. And if you know, if the cop tells us, you know, we got to give it back to you, then then it'll be yours. So he kid goes, gets the cop, comes back, and then you know, and he's like, you know, they they took my ID, but it's my ID, and. Cops like, all right. Well, you got anything else that you know that shows your name on it or anything? And the kid pulls his wallet out. He starts going through it. You know, he opens it up, starts going through it, and the cop, you know, is watching him do it. And he just reaches out and and grabs from it, just, just sticks his finger on his wallet and pulls out. He goes, well, what is this? And What's it's the kid's idea? ID. <laughs> 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 and the kids all like, but no, I but. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, "All right, well, he's like that ID's my brother's ID, and if I don't come home with it, he's gonna kill me." Come on, man, let me have the ID, man.
2: And that boy's name was Matthew. <laughs> we
3: we can go down the line of how old I would have been, but we'll continue. And especially <laughs> since Michael and I look nothing like each other. I
1: mean, yeah, nothing,
3: nothing. No, curly brown hair opposed to a receding blonde guy. <laughs>
1: But yeah, St. Patrick's Day was always a nightmare because it would just – you would work twice as hard as you did every other day to make maybe may, maybe a little bit more money than you normally did on a, on, a, on a normal day. The only time it was ever nice is if it came during the week. If it was on the weekend, it was just going to be awful. During the week, it would be like a bonus uptick in your money. If it came on the weekend, it was just going to be a lot of pain in the ass for the same amount of money.
2: Okay.
3: Sorry. One more question, and then I'll stop asking for it. So, like, tip wise, was it just in the crapper the entire time, or yeah, that know,
1: that's what work? I was saying, because you're gonna be working your ass off, and people are just gonna be throwing you quarter tips if you're lucky because it's amateur hour. You know, the people that right. that you know, everybody that's in the industry that knows how to tip is working. Every all your regulars that know how to tip stay away. So it's just all the people that are there for like you know the four fifty for two drinks, and they leave you the fifty cents, you know that kind of thing, and you.
0: Know, Well, yeah. Also, I would think that the people who are doing the math, the ones that don't tip because it's the right thing to do, they tip because they think they'll get better service. They know that they can't get better service. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they're they're getting their beer when they can press their way through the crowd and be the person that you see. And the tip's not going to affect that. It's not getting any better.
2: So to stay on topic, but to expand on that just a little bit, St. Patrick's Day versus Halloween. Which would you prefer, being in a bar?
1: Oh, Halloween! Halloween. The people are less drunk. The costumes are much better. The women dress a lot sexier on Halloween. You're not as busy, but you usually make more money because you get to dress up too and be part of it. And it's, you know, whereas St. Patrick's Day, you're just you're just a whipping boy. You're just you're just working your ass off from start to finish. And Halloween, you get to have some fun yourself.
2: The only reason I ask is because I think of that Brooklyn Nine Nine episode where Amy's talking about how terrible Halloween is because everybody's drunk and.
1: and yeah, so I mean, but it's 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 a fun kind of drunk on Halloween. On St. Patrick's Day, it's an obnoxious type of drunk.
2: Yeah, that that was always my takeaway whenever St. Patrick's Day came around as an adult. Is I don't want to be out at all. Yeah. I don't want to deal with all those a holes.
1: Because the the professionals are out having their their get loose, have fun type of party on halloween whereas all all the amateurs are out on again on st patrick's day your new year's eve st patrick's day are your big amateur hours
2: so do any of you guys have traditions for and not necessarily like going out or you know things like that but that you do specifically for this particular holiday at all i mean it doesn't seem like it's a big kind of traditional sort of thing
0: for me it kind of folds into the next question is uh if, if, like the next two questions, uh, we'll do corned beef and cabbage sometime around St. Patrick's Day, maybe the weekend of, if not the actual day, but that's about it.
1: I pretty much always have corned beef on St. Patrick's Day, corned beef and cabbage. That's the really the only tradition I keep up with anymore.
3: Yeah, same uh, corned beef and cabbage, but now that I've married an Italian uh, Catholic, now we go over to her parents and we do the corned beef cabbage, but now her sister-in-law wants, or I'm sorry, my sister-in-law wants to race me in a shot of Irish car bomb. So that's
1: (laughs) slowly becoming... I thought you were going to say it was corned beef and cabbage sausage.
3: No, no, that's only when I go over to my
1: folks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said earlier, I didn't get into the whole corned beef thing until I was older. So now at least once a year, typically around this time, because it's when the prices kind of... There, there's more selection, and so you can find a, a nice, big corned beef for a lot less money. But I, I fucking love corned beef, so I always look forward to this. Uh And Laura's the same way. she's She loves her corned beef and cabbage. So, yeah, that's the only tradition. I've never... I don't do the green thing, even. Although, at work, I'm likely to get pinched if I'm not careful.
1: Yeah, I don't wear green, but people don't pinch me. I just tell
2: them I got green eyes and that, that's my own.
1: At, at, at work, I have the Ron Swanson persona built up pretty well, so they don't fuck with me.
2: Yeah, there's
0: not a whole lot of like uh, unwilling physical contact at, at a school, at least not special ed. We, we don't <laughs> want the kids to touch us. We don't want to touch each other. Just like, we want to get through the fucking day without killing anyone.
1: <laughs> We're not going to encourage pinching.
0: Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> for, for me, at work, I'm kind of in charge, so it it's not going anywhere. <laughs> me, 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 me,
2: Look who's upwardly mobile. <laughs> the rest of us are...
1: Congrats uh. for being an adult.
2: Yeah. How's it going to be more of an adult than us?
0: What's it like? I, I don't know. I, I mean, the bar's not set very high. You don't have to answer <laughs> So <no,
3: laughs> no, to, to be honest, I'm sitting here having like some nostalgia and I'm thinking of you know, 10-year-old me back in the day coming <laughs> and seeing... My brother at school and you guys just, just being there and I'm having some like some nice moments, not just Patrick dropping his pants and, and running at me um, <laughs> in, a, in a lewd way because that's a fond memory, of course, but just kind of like, even though, and this is going to sound sentimental and sappy, but I've known you guys basically my entire life. You know, I may not have hung out with you or had conversations with you, but genuinely appreciate you guys being in my life for the last 20 years, so... There you go. That's a nice little moment for you.
2: I feel bad. Gay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I saw Matthew at the the pool party that I went to go to, what was that for, Matthew? I don't remember now. The pool party? This sounds kind of kinky. Yeah, Uh, your family had a pool party. It was somebody's, there was like a... It might have
3: been my dad's 50th birthday, which would have been about 20 years ago.
2: No, this was like four or five years ago, maybe. It wasn't like specifically a pool party. There's a pool there. Anyway, the the takeaway from it is that as I was leaving, Matthew was getting out of the pool or was out of the pool and was in his swim trunks and no shirt on. I got a hug. So, you know, there you go. There was a lot of pelvic thrust in that hug, but. Yeah, I'll never forget it. We
1: went all the way around for that.
2: Yep. Yep. (laughs) I just wanted to bring it up at some point because, you know, Mm -hmm. make you all jealous.
0: Because he's been dreaming about that moment. Ever since, <laughs> ever since he was legal,
1: he hasn't washed that shirt since.
0: <sighs> Anywho, so thanks for that. Moving on,
2: <laughs> I had to spoil a sentimental so, moment.
0: So
1: uh, St. Patrick's Day.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking. <laughs> do, about does this. any do any of us actually drink the green beer?
1: No, because like no. I said, most of the time it's Bud Light.
2: I've never had a green beer, and well, you guys know me now. I don't. I don't drink. So St. Patrick's Day means nothing <laughs> to me. Nothing. I, I remember being very confused the first time I, I
3: had an evening of the drink of the green beer the next morning.
0: <laughs> well, well, that makes sense.
3: Yeah. You you have that moment of what the? Oh, yeah. Because of who you woke up
2: next to or what? No, no, it was the poop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the pee, but I was like, I don't think. Nope, no, no, your no. pee green. Green, no. green nope. poo. Well, what? now I want to try it. <laughs> March, March
0: is you a try weird green poo.
2: No, I want to try (laughs) making green poo. March is a weird time for
0: me because I'm usually on ultra low carb, so I'm not having beer at all. Although, I wonder if my spring break is going to line up with St. Patrick's Day this year. I don't think so. I think St. Patrick's is going to be before my spring break this year. So I'll usually take breaks off of low carb so I can actually drink a little bit while I'm not having to go to work.
1: (sighs) And then, our last question is this a holiday now to drink to excess? And I would, for myself, say that. I do not drink to excess anymore, period. I think it takes a lot to put me down in general, alcohol wise, and I don't exceed that anymore ever. I
2: th- think the last time I, I was with you guys when there was drinking to excess was Gen Con, what was that? Mm-hmm. The, two years ago? Two like years, two years ago, ago, yeah. Two, two years, years ago and,
1: was rough. The Rick and Morty night, yeah.
0: I was pretty well off uh, my summer party last year, which I think of everyone on the call, only Matthew was there, strangely (laughs) enough.
3: No, no, Joel showed up.
0: That's right. That was was the year you guys were both there because that was the first time we met Laura. You're 100% uh, correct.
3: Yeah, because I I was leaving when, when Joel was showing up.
2: Coincidentally.
0: And I actually got Joel to drink then.
2: Because you had that very special... It was a it wasn't a it was a beer, but it was like a and a wine thing or something. I don't it remember.
0: was like a numbered limited release beer that we had to like crack the wax off of the top. And yeah, I had just cracked it when you guys arrived.
2: And because it was, you know, something special, yeah, I did I did take a sip and then Laura drank the rest of it. And she liked it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. I guess something special you guys could share.
2: Have we had it before?
0: Thank God for penicillin.
1: Right. You've only dreamt about it before.
0: <laughs> it's the coronavirus, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Topical.
1: Yes. I think that's gonna about do it, right? Yeah. On the on the uh, Saint Patrick show, you got anything about the leprechaun you want to say, Matthew?
3: <laughs> Whoops nanny The deadly, wisecracking leprechaun is back in all his gory glory when the sorority sisters of the Alpha Upsilon house decide to go green and use an old well as their water source. They unwittingly awaken a pint-sized green-clad monster. The leprechaun wants a pot of gold buried near the sorority house, but first he must recover his powers with a killing spree. And only the girls of AU can stop him.
1: Well, I did ask for that. You
3: did? Yeah, yeah,
1: you did. Yeah.
3: That's, thanks for the three hours of my life that I won't you <laughs> Self-righteous
2: <laughs> pigs. Actually, wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't it you be gotta sick? admit? Even oh no, though, it's good.
0: I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Yeah, no, it was even good. though it was at your expense, it made this episode so much better. Well. I'm... <laughs> It definitely added to my life. (laughs) Hey, it's six hours. Just
1: to say real quick, we love you too, Matthew.
3: Well, every day, gentlemen, thank you so much.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks for coming by. And uh, if you want to hear more of our shows, you can always find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, other fine podcasting directories. And uh, if you want to uh, reach out to us, uh, give us your thoughts about green beer or leprechaun. If you're, (laughs) some sort of freak <laughs> uh, let us know give us a call at 708 now rap that's 708-669-9727
1: did we talk about what we're doing next week no we did not
0: what are we doing
1: next oh, week before we head out yeah let's uh, uh
2: next week we are uh, doing a show that is near and dear to my heart i'm excited about it we're talking about uh high fidelity the 2000 john cusack film based on the nick hornby book and the recent uh limited series i guess on hulu uh starring zoe kravitz
1: all right, and that is next week. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you, Matthew, for filling in.
3: My pleasure. Always ready to fill.
1: Whoops-a-nanny. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in.
3: I got a question here yep what is the actual topic of this week's show
1: st patrick's day
3: just broad-ass st patrick's day yeah that's it that's all Mm -hmm. what else would it be you know i i don't know if there was a miscommunication issue or you guys just suck or Michael's just a complete fucking asshole.
1: <laughs> oh damn it! It was supposed to happen during the show.
3: Oh, would you like? Okay, I can I can hold off and and, and... no, it's
1: too no. no no it's not gonna be organic now. No I'm no gonna...
3: no, but he, I'm saying it's still building up. So I like if we want to ride that wave, we can I can I can bring that back. No problem. Magic.
2: It's a stinger now, Patrick. That's what uh, that is. Exactly.
1: That's 100% what it's going to be.
3: No, but here's the thing. Because I've, I've got more that I can say. So you know what? Well, I'll take a step back. I'm going to have a sip of my beer that I made myself. <laughs>
2: You're fancy. Uh,
3: thank
1: we, you. We all decided we were going to make you watch the movies.
3: <laughs> you know what? Patrick, don't say more. Because no, we're going to oh, go live. We're going to take a step back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fan myself. I'm going to oh, take a robe off. Job. And, and,
1: just, and just just getting get knee deep in the hoopla. Oh yeah,
3: oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna build that up. So we'll just you just i'll i'll, I'll throw it in there when it feels appropriate. So we'll just
2: wait. Josh doesn't know yet.
3: Exactly. No. Don't, don't, don't There we go. So a horrific leprechaun Warwick Davis goes on a rampage after his precious bag of gold coins is stolen. He uses all of his magical destructive powers to trick terrorize and kill anyone who is unlucky enough to hinder his relentless search.